Welcome. It's get this winding up the week in fine style with myself, Tony Martin, sporting a lethal array of double-sided daggers, fantasy blades, and concealed sabers. Favoured by some teenage street gangs. That's right. It's a beautiful fantasy blade. Who's that? That's Ed Cavalier, and he's got a toothbrush, bed linen, and an energy-boosting meal of dried fish. Right. Wow. You're drifting. Ready to go. And who's that over there pushing buttons? It's Richard Marsland, and he's surrounded by 40 shots of spirits, five bottles of wine, two bottles of vodka, and a case of beer. Right. The glossy is, man, it's the weekend, yeah? You know what I'm saying? Where did you go? What? Just to get my wits about me. Uh, I think the beer's a bit too much. You guys have got the steadier. Big plans for the weekend. I know you are. Oh, no. You're in Melbourne tonight, aren't you? Dude, it? it's the weekend. <laughs> Thank you. 
It's ribs for Jihad Jack's pleasure on that day. We know what we're talking about, isn't it? We know what we're talking about in here. All right. Uh, is it time to move on? Time to move on. So much to get to today. You get this. Very good Charlotte dance floor anthem here. Get this on triple E. Yeah. Exciting, isn't it? Yeah, sure is. Ah, you know, it's Friday, the weekend. <laughs> Or I think, yeah, is that a fifth finger? Should we, do you want to, do you want to fizzle something? 
that one Kerry O'Brien stirred it on as right, the right, Stadium Report. Yeah. And was John Howard watching that footage by any chance? He was. Yeah, what was his reaction to that?
donors. It's likely to turn ugly. Flips at the ready. Oh, look, don't characterise them that way. Yeah, Cody, you do off air all the time. No, I'm characterise them as donors. I just say, if we don't have a third podcast for the weekend... <laughs> Oh, hang on. Um, okay, I'm going to go with... Uh, 
I'm going to go with Stips. Every time you go to a fancy restaurant and they rip you off with a massive plates and no food covered in juice, mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the night, they're always like, would you like some dessert? Yes, please. Ice cream and waffles. Mm-hmm. And they go, no, no, no. We've got plates of cheese, not dessert. Or you can have the creme brulee. And you go, oh, okay, I'll have that because it sounds like it's actually got some taste in it. Mm-hmm. And you bring it out covered in sticks. Like actual twigs. Covered <laughs> in twigs. Good. Fancy restaurants are just trawling through parks looking for sticks for their desserts. <laughs> I have to say, I can't think of anything that I've seen in a dessert that shouldn't have been there. Rhubarb? What's wrong with rhubarb? Not tasty. Anything to contribute here, Richard? One of the crackers? Well, um, my mum used to make uh, sugar sandwiches. <laughs> because uh, growing up, they didn't have much money, so they would have sh- uh, two pieces of bread with sugar on them. Okay. That, that was a full sandwich. That was a full meal. Couldn't afford the 100,000 sandwiches. <laughs> That's what Ali Sheedy ate in the breakfast bar. Yeah, sugar sandwich. <laughs> Absolutely. And so she was never seen again. <laughs> Sheedy retired. I hear that Sheedy's out of the breakfast club. Yeah. 27 years at the breakfast club. They've thrown her out. <laughs> All right. Come on, get Sheedy back in. Let's see how we go. Sorry. All right, I'm not. You know, it's stuff that has no place in dessert. I was cynical about where have you worn your tracksuit. That was gold. Where? What was the other one that was dodgy? Uh, Something about a trolley fun. Shopping trolley fun. That was mm, unsafe, but quite good. I loved it. All right, let's see what we get. Things that don't belong in desserts. One triple three five three. On triple M, we're almost at the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> My chemical romance is my bloody Valentine. Yeah, I was wondering what that was. Oh, I thought you were saying that they were taking they were taking a leaf out of my bloody Valentine's book. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. As long as it sounded intentional, I'm fine. Yeah, that's what I thought you were getting at. Don't yeah. forget Dance for Anthem by Shard Webb coming up later. <laughs> my bloody Valentine. I'm stuck in that era of slasher movies. And they were my bloody Valentine. Happy birthday to me. Remember that? Oh, yes. Yeah. through the mouth. Yeah. Terror train. But that's not what we're talking about. No, apparently... We're going to get a whole segment out of things that don't belong in dessert. What's got no place in dessert? I went to a Chinese restaurant and I saw lychees in pig's blood jelly. Pig's blood jelly? Is that better than other forms of jelly? Uh, I wouldn't know. I wasn't really going to give it a go. Okay, Lee, did you go for some of the taro uh, gelatinous puddings instead? You're doing a soft shoe shuffle while you're talking to us. What's going on there? No, no, no. I just got my hands free. Oh, yeah. Free. Good on you. Good on you, Lee. Some Bluetooth and some deals to be made. I like that. Thank you, sir. That's pretty disgusting. Who's going next? Hello, Sue. How are you? I'm very well in yourself. So what's got no place in dessert? Chili chocolate. Absolutely right, Sue. Why, why so? Well, I was watching a, um, I love the Foxtel Food Channel, and not only did they have chili chocolate, but they had hay-infused goat's milk custard. Oh, hay-infused? Yes. He so went to the farm, got this fresh hay when he picked up his goat's milk to make this custard. And so they've got, to, they've got to fill a whole channel. So it's 24 hours a day. I must say, when you mentioned the Foxtel Food Channel, Ed was just wistfully looking off into the middle of this. Yeah, I, I had a feeling he was a Foxtel Food Channel type of guy. Uh, just the close-ups of the roasts. Oh, keep it clean, everybody. <laughs> Thank you, Sue. Uh, g'day, Wayne. How are you? Hey, boys. How's it going? Thanks, Sean, bro. What's got no place in dessert? Uh, well, I'm thinking yeah, every Christmas my mother makes a humongous bottle of trifle. Mm-hmm. You've got your delicious custard, your delicious jelly, your delicious cream. So you've got to think of sponge cake into it. Yeah, and it gets, <laughs> now, Wayne, I agree with that. Is this because it gets all soggy and just sort of becomes it's like a 
It's like a kitchen, it's like a kitchen sponge that's been there too long once you start eating. Exactly, mate, exactly. Now, how many years has this been going on? Oh, ever since I was about two. Yeah, and you can't say something to her? No. She won't see sense? No, I'm afraid not. It's always out there within the, in the lovely frosted decorative bowl every year. It's just one step away from tofu. That is just so true. That's not a food. That's so true. Thank you, Wayne. G'day, Samantha. How are you? Not bad, thanks. Uh, and, uh, all right, that's good. Glad to hear it. What's got no place in uh, dessert? Beef juice ice cream. Beef juice ice cream. Really fancy steak restaurant. Really mm. fancy. One mistake is even price on application. And oh. and they had this beautiful, I think it was a chocolate sponge truffle mm. thing with beef juice ice cream. So, oh. hang on, hang on. Hang on. So they've got the truffles and all of the dessert things. Mm. And then someone's ringing out a steak over some, <laughs> over some ice cream. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> is, it like, is it like the cracked pepper shaker? I wanted to try it. I don't want to try it either. Maybe it's like the cracked pepper shaker. So they'll bring a steak to your table and say, beef juice on the ice cream, sir, and just ring it out in front of you. No, that's disgusting. Bring me the awful sorbet. Samantha, <laughs> <laughs> hey, amazing. All Thank right. you very much. You're very close to the lunch hour, Ed. This is... Okay, Carrie, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Yeah, I'm shocked by the beef. Uh, one. What, what, what do you think about no place in dessert? Or chocolate-coated ginger or anything with sultanas in it. Yeah. yeah. No, chocolate-covered sultanas are seven shades of wrong. Yeah. Exactly. Really? What about the ginger, Kerry? What's your problem oh, with the no, ginger? Oh, no, disgusting. Fancy you get a beautiful piece of chocolate and you bite into it. And how disappointed are you when there's ginger in the middle? So true. It's like hiding medicine. You feel like a dog with, uh, with pills in the middle of your food, don't you? It's well, it's I think something has to be done about that. <laughs> Oh, ginger in chocolate sultanas. Oh, dear. I say take them all out and hang them all. I know what Judge Roy Dean would have done. Oh, there you go, Kerry. You've got Tony going AM. He must feel strongly about it. Hello, Alison. How are you? Good, thanks, Ed. How are you going? I'm excellent. What do you got for us? Well, it's a bit along the trifle line. It's called summer pudding, but it's essentially just uh, white bread with the crust cut off and berries and juice all through it. It's not even cooked. <laughs> Execute them. It's, it's sort of like soggy bread. It's an accident. It's not a pudding. I hear that. Alison, I hear that. What? I'm so compelled to phone you guys because I've been outraged by summer pudding for so long. And you couldn't get on to Lord Disco about this, could you? Jonesy not interested. You well, bring that stuff to us. There's no chance now, is there? No, so true. I'm glad you had an outlet, Alison. I appreciate it. No, no, I'm glad you got it off your chest. It's yeah. often been said about this program, that's not a pudding, it's an accident. Yes. The accident continues in the next day. Yeah, thanks to everyone who called in. You were right again in Cavalier. Bang. It's almost like any dopey idea you say would make a good phone topic. In the podcast, can you cut out the word dopey? <laughs> Good work, everybody. Uh, in the next hour, look, I think we've been neglecting our Queensland listeners. Too long. What's going on with that Kappa campaign? How's that nude car wash going? Has it ever rained? What's the latest at Ripley's? Let's find out as we welcome George McEnroe. The most popular young... Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm a descriptor of brandy. It's Richard Snuffbox that worries me. In a wheelbarrow. Aren't we all? It's the weekend. It's almost the weekend. Oh, then you thought we were going to bring in the money. I'm out of you, please. All right, we're out of touch. Just a war note style. We've got a lot to get through in this hour. Man, oh, man. More camper update. Man, oh, man. Yeah, man, it's coming back. We're going to be kicking Richard into a swimming pool. Excellent. Fantastic. Look out for my snuff box. Get him with red snuff box. This inappropriate sleeping arrangement. That's the secret of the show. What an hour it's going to be. Get this. Duran Duran on Planet Earth here and get this the second hour of the boy that's the show everybody's talking about. Well, don't worry, we've got a really good hour. We've got a lot of stuff prepared here. Sore. But it's not to put this on a point of a shit happens, Tony. Oh, please. Old people and their language. George McEncroach. What's going on up north? Well, there's so much happening in Brisbane. Well, we've got to do a bit of sport. Yeah, yeah, my job. The Broncos are having a 20-year, I think it's the 20th anniversary of the Broncos Football Club on Sunday. So you'll have already organised your box set. We're sending them a box set of DVD of the Wire Series 1. Good, I appreciate that. There'll be a little bit of panto, a little bit of a pageant. I believe they've been working on their pantaloons all week. With Tony Webheel, do a type 5 or... He could. Glenn Lazarus and Jean Miles, or surely Bluetooth. Yes. tumbling for everyone for the 20th, isn't it? They like to tumble. They tumble for you, I believe. Think Willie Kahn will be there? <laughs> I think he could be. I'm not sure. But Willie Kahn's there. Okay. Michael Hancock. Paul Hoff. Yes. The Hoff. Um, <laughs> will uh, Meadow Like Lemon be there? Who is that? I'm oh, sorry, it's from the Harlem Globetrotter. <laughs> <laughs> They did do a Queensland one. I saw them in Brisbane once. I did as well. With Cal the Black Bell Brute. Yeah. That's someone from Brisbane, isn't it? Was that uh, the entertainment set of time? I think it was. Brilliant. I think it was a triple M pro- or in those days, FM 104 promotion. Mm. I was there dressed as Howard Jones, giving away synthesizer. The 80s, that's what we did at triple M. Bigger than that, scarier even than that, it's Peter Beattie's bit anxious today because, you know, they're emerged, they're emerging all the councils in Queensland. Yeah, now people who don't know who Peter Beattie is, how would you describe him, Ed? All hat and tea. All hat and tea. And a touch cabbage patch doll. Anyway, my sweetie Petey Beattie, as I like to call him, he is a bit scared because all the people in Noosa are coming down from Noosa. Yes. And there are 10,000 people in crushed white linen with gold jewellery with steaming hot lattes who are coming to confront the Premier today. Uh, with a huge postcard. And what's this about? And about merging councils. Noosa doesn't oh, want it. They don't like it. No. They don't like it. They're pristine up there. They don't want to be bothered by the filth. They're sort of an elite oh. area and uh, they don't want to be locked so up. If you're looking to rob houses, Noosa is probably the place to be. Today, right yeah. about now, actually. <laughs> the, the coast is clear. But that sounds like a statewide issue. If it's councils, I mean, it should be handled on a municipal level. I'm thinking Mayor Ed Harris should get involved. Maybe he should work a peace deal. <laughs> I think Ed Harris find time to be the Mayor of Brisbane. In between shooting uh, Hollywood blockbusters. We can exactly. never work that out. He is the man of many, many talents. Mm. Mm. George, they still have my favourite piece of furniture we ever had when I grew up in Brisbane. The white bamboo frame mm. and the sort of hessian green cushion in the middle to lie on and get shaped. <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't sound very comfortable, though. I've not seen one. Warm in summer, freezing in winter. Everything you want. Uncomfortable all year round. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what they have got in Brisbane, and that's the Brisboards. Yes, they get this billboards. We've never had billboards before in the history of I can't walk out the front door of my house. The door is like wedged closed by a giant Will and Limo billboard. They've <laughs> never had billboards, but suddenly they started popping up in Brisbane. Oh, and Rich got in. Look, he's yes. in. Uh, Richard sort of white-handed his way on the billboard. And you see, I've got one of these uh, quotes up here. Yeah. Tony Martin's the one who should retire. Tony Blair. We submitted a whole lot of like lines for the billboard, and they were all rejected in favour of the Tony Blair. What's your next? Uh, well, this is a beautifully chiselled. <laughs> I 
looking right and skipping. Pikey, can't believe I call him. That'll be next. I'll get this. Green Day with Working Class Hero here at Get This Around the Nation. Uh, just quickly, Richard Marsden, I don't want to get you to do your John Lennon voice again, but how's your Gordon Brown coming along? Uh, uh, Gordon Brown? Yeah. Oh, Gordon Brown. Oh, yes, yeah, that's it. That, that's it. But he looks like Terry Jones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's your favourite uh, expression. Gordon yeah, Brown. Yeah, so you hammer your thumb instead of the nail. Gordon Brown. That's smart. Give it a bit of a Harry H. Corbett sort of twist to it. Gordon Brown. Oh, right. Sorry, this is nonsensical. Thank you, Tom's Daddy. Suspenders? <laughs> not a chimney sweep. George, you make that You make that bow tie top spinning while you're at it. Anything too funny. I'm trying to get with the young people with my spinning bow tie. George McEncrow is here from our booth. I am. Our time you paid me some attention. Ooh, yes. Well, our billboards are sort of looking down at you, looming everywhere in Brisbane at the moment. Apparently. Yeah, I'd say the quote is Tony Martin's the one who should retire, Tony Blair. Yeah, out of date, that's right. Oh, well, great. Well, we're, we're down on our billboards. The money's gone up. Well, I'm suggesting people should graffiti them with other things. Oh, you're asking people to deface our billboards. Does that happen with... Uh, incitement to violence. Huh? Oh, no, incitement to... Right. Uh, uh, we got pilot writing. Does the people attack your <laughs> signs and billboards, uh, the Brisbane Cave? I, I believe they, they do, and if yeah. they haven't, uh, then I think they should get cracking too, yeah. quite frankly. We got into a lot of trouble years ago, Martin Malloy. There was huge billboards up saying, very sweet, big sky. Mm-hmm. And we're going, surely the word sky could be changed to something else. <laughs> surely. And the best one was simply Goog. Very <laughs> sweet, big cook. That was the one we gave the prize to. And so, so then the police arrived. Fantastic. But, Brian, you've got some... We had some other ideas that didn't get yeah, the billboard. Well, because you need a little quote and then it's by someone. That's mm-hmm. the idea of, of the billboard. What, what did you have? Originally, the Willem Limo people uh, did it. So I put, for quotes, uh, they've stolen this idea off Willem Limo. Willem Limo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
to us down here, but are people in Brisbane and the coast maybe just sick of Warwick there? No, he's an underdog and, uh, and he's a visionary, quite mm-hmm. frankly, and uh, I personally will be, you know, the deadbeat dad thing, I think there are problems there, but I think we can have a look at them. It's yeah. Warwick after all. Yeah, he's been really, he's been beaten up by the current affairs shows, hasn't he? Oh, it's trying to break deadbeat dad around. Willy nilly. Yeah. Mm. And Warwick, he's provided convincing testimony to the opposite, hasn't he? He was a number of, um, well, near sentences. <laughs> I think the other night. Are we going to play? We're going to have a listen to we what happened to the Kappa tape later in the show. But in the meantime, we've got important topics to get to. This, don't worry, this will get you back outside, George. Okay, good. We'll clean it up. Yeah, please. With inappropriate sleeping arrangements. Dancing that monster, scoring some internet fans. <laughs> Around the nation on Triple M, George McEncrow is here from the Brisbane Cage. I and to be so. She was saying that um, people who work on the Brisbane Cage don't know what Richard Martha looks like. Greg Sullivan, one of my very funny on-air colleagues this morning, is having about 40 guesses at your appearance. <laughs> <laughs> he has no idea. Trying to put together an identical. He was, and I said, you can't just keep guessing. And That's what was the first one he said? The first one was short and bald. And when you said that to Rich, he did look horrible. Jesus, that's <laughs> that <laughs> Brisbane can now know what Richard looks like because he's up on a giant art billboard. The best yeah. way to describe Richard is he's a mix of uh, Alexander Downer and Sophie Ospector. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> wow, that's the longest pair of fish net I've ever seen. You're very handsome, Richard. They're just jealous. Thank you, George. Uh, George was having a crack in my wardrobe the other day. Mm-hmm. Really said, oh, yeah. Kruger jumper. We're talking about how I wear the same jumper pretty much every day. Yeah. It's but a bit creepy. It's a pretty Kruger. And I said, but guys can kind of get away with wearing the same thing every day. And she looks me up and down and says, well, some guys. The Bond, for example. Bond is fine. See, we're old enough to remember the Bond. Ed is just totally unimpressed by the Bond. Disgusting. He's a creep. Yeah. Not even good looking. How did she describe him, Ed? Well, he's a 35-year-old man that hangs around with school kids demanding that they come and join him in the toilets. That's true. his hair. That's what he did. He was such a cool guy. Uh, Andrew Kite. One of our Brisbane listeners okay. has gotten out of the house to go and have a look at the new billboards. He's stared up now with 100% more margin. As soon as he saw them, he proclaimed to the world, This is dizzy stuff, folks. Doing the full <laughs> rest. Okay, enough of that, because our topic today, it's another Cavalier special. What is it, Ed? Well, it's a, it's a Mac and Crow Cavalier. It's a combo. Oh, you're involved with this, George. Well, Mac and Crow. I'd like to walk away from this. Uh, as it goes south. Don't abandon me now, George. Okay, baby. Let's you're go. in for the goose. Okay. You want to announce This is your dilemma. Do you want to go? Do you want to announce No, you announce. You announce. Okay. You, put the, uh, you got the whiteboard. You Sleeping arrangements that not, are just not right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. That make you a bit sus. Yeah, that's like right. Ed and Nicole Smith and that old bloke. Okay, that's that sort of stuff. That's yeah, well, you can go there. There was a mate of mine that was uh, going out with a girl in Sydney, and every time he stayed at her house, her massive dog would sleep in between them. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with that? Time. That's not really acceptable. Time. I like a dog. If you're you trying to get amorous in the evening, you don't want to have to fend off an attack dog. Yeah, but, you know, there's moments when you might want a huge, like, giant Labrador the size of a 44 on drum just sitting on your bed. What? Well, on the end of the bed is good. Oh, you're on the end. Oh, you, you mean like head on the pillow. No, right? no, 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 Family holiday. Never. If you're listening, listeners, which you probably are because you're listening, uh, never go on a family holiday. That's my yeah, right. Yeah, well, Full stop. No, my family. I'm saying oh, if anyone from my family invites you, just say no. Why? Well, we went on a, a holiday too. Because we wouldn't go to good places. We'd go to like the Grafton truck stop. Uh, and when we got to the Grafton truck stop motel, we all had to sort of, you know, bunk oh, yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. And I remember my mum and my cousin, when I was 12, and my cousin was also 12, and it was a dude yeah. standing in front of me going, you have to sleep with one of us in a single bed, who's it going to be? 
Oh, there's no win in that situation. No. No. You can offend somebody. And you get a brush up against somebody. And a brush up against someone all night. Yeah, yeah you've got kids, George. Do they like to bunk out? You know, is there a bit of out in the garden? They, they would love to sleep outside. And in fact, I would love them to sleep mm. outside. Uh, I just don't think the chickens would like them sleeping right, out. They've enough. got to have their respect as for the kids. Um, they sleep in my bed, which is which I don't really encourage. But right. they do it from time to time. How old are they? They're now nine, eight, six, and four. Wow. And I every time it shows me out. Nine, eight, six, and four. So they sometimes come in as long as we find that we've actually had all four of them. Wow. Between my husband and I. Okay, but that's not even... We don't plan that, but I know people who've built beds to accommodate. Oh, really? So, I mean, that is just giving in at such a rate to your kids. So you think, well, just empty your wallet, yeah. pull out your hair, and just go, just Give take it. Bugger, you've ruined it. Bugger, I give up. Walk sure. away. John Howard and all the Howard kids just in oh, that's no. big wide bed at the Hawks Nest Motel where they used to go every year. <laughs> Inappro- I'm sure, I mean, we didn't have inappropriate. I do remember coming from a family like Ed that I did move out of the house into a new house I'd made out of fridge boxes in the back garden. <laughs> and it was an instant back insulation made from uh, Justice League of America comic. Brilliant, brilliant. It lasted about two hours before I was back in the house. Yeah. Did it rain? It, it rained and it sort of imploded. <laughs> I tried to live in a box in the backyard and it rained <laughs> almost immediately. <laughs> Inappropriate sleeping arrangements. Do you have any, Richard Martin? Uh, over uh, a couple of Christmas holidays, my uh, uncle used to work on a sheep station and the jackaroos had the shearers' quarters. I think some questions are going to be answered. And so when you stayed over, you had to go and stay with the jackaroos in the sleeping quarters Although, um, and you would take it in turns as to which person would sleep in the horse float for the night. <laughs> So, I did that a couple of times. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, absolutely. Ding. Yeah, it was kind of the family. No, if you count the exclusive brethren as a family. Yeah, it was kind of background. Ding, 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 ding. ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Okay, we've covered all bases. Let's see what the listeners have got to offer. Call us from anywhere, including off the one three three five three. George McEnroe is with us from the 4000 postcode district. Mm-hmm. Good to know what's going on up north. Uh, are there people involved in inappropriate sleeping arrangements? There, there were. Well, there would be. Well, there weren't for half that song, but yeah. thankfully they've come to it. <laughs> hello, Richard. How are you? Not too bad, guys. And yourself? Excellent, sir. What happened? Um, last year in high school, back in a place called Invercargill, Tony White Nile. Oh, down south. Were they? Uh, down south. Yes. Well, I've done Eden even. Yeah, we used to skip across the um, the icebergs in winter just to get across to Stewart Island. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> but that's hardly an inappropriate sleeping arrangement, no, sir. I, I was living at my grandfather's for about six months and was supposedly staying out at a friend's place drinking one night and he thought, well, that's all right, Richard's not coming home. Change of plans. Ended up going back to his place to my bed as such. And it was an odd style lock, whereas if you keep the key on one side, you can't fit the key on the other side. Right. And um, I got locked out, so in the end I had the garage key and ended up sleeping. I'm about six foot two and a hundred kilos, sleeping in the back seat of his, um, so I had to charade. <laughs> I guess that's inappropriate. Spacious. Wow. <laughs> and you're still getting on? Um, yeah, I, I, it was his birthday yesterday. I gave him a, a heads up and said good day to old Jimmy back in NZ. There you go. <laughs> Happy birthday to you, sir. Fantastic. Good on you, Richard. G'day, Earl. How are you? How you going, guys? Excellent, sir. What happened? Yeah, I just, you know, kind of did the old, uh, I'm sleeping over at my friend's place, and he said he was sleeping over at mine. We were out, out all night uh, playing up uh, as young 12, 13-year-old. And uh, we uh, ended up sleeping uh, in the bushes uh, outside the 7-Eleven on milk crates. So, <laughs> nice milk crate marks on our butts from sleeping on the floor. <laughs> nice. yeah. And what did you do to create like a flat bed of milk crates, like a single bed? Yeah, yeah just, you know, we, you know, they're all stacked up outside and oh, kind of just lined them all uh, along the, the bushes there, kind of hidden the, in, in the bushes and, and yeah, had a bit of a...
appropriate sleeping actions. It's haunted. Uh, I woke up in the middle of the night with the headlights on and the flashes on. Heard people run across the back of the truck, go out to have a look, come back in, get into the sleeper, and the pillow's on the other side of the sleeper. I I don't want to offend you, uh, Graham, but it wouldn't be the enormous amount of amphetamines you just had. That would be nothing to do with it, of course. None at all. Okay. But this is the same Grafton truck stop that Ed Cavalier once went on a family holiday. Yeah. It's, it's, I've heard a lot of reports about it. And so other truck drivers will confirm that it's haunted as well? Yes, and other caravan drivers and a few other people I've spoken to there. I, I ended up moving away from it. Really? That's very, very frightening story. A, a moving pillow. I think we're going to have to do our very... The headlights are on. Yeah, that's yeah. Oh, they don't, don't like that. We've never done an OB on this show. Maybe the first one is going to have to be from the haunted... Thank you very much. Thanks, Lucas. How are you? Oh, good, thanks, mate. How are you doing? Excellent. Uh, what happened? Oh, well, I don't know if we can follow the haunted truck stop, but, <laughs> yeah, look, for me, 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 uh, me and my cousins, when we were little, we started at my cousin's place, and there were like six of my cousins. The little kids, because they weren't enough beds, we had to sleep in the cupboards. Standing up? Or What's that? Standing up? Or how would you, how would you oh, work? There were shelves in the cupboards, and the doors would be just open enough so that your head could have enough room to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> three Stooges style, like in the yeah, three Stooges in the drawers. Yeah. I used to have to sleep in the dishwasher. Uh, no, no, no idea. The lazy Susan go around from time to time. The look of George is a mother of four, and the look on her face. I'm just thinking, I don't have to renovate. I've got a dishwasher and cupboards. I'm upset. Now you're going to get kids going, wow, what would it be like being in the dishwasher? <laughs> 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 like the water slide, wet and wild. Uh, time for one more. Alex, how are you? Good, how are you? Excellent. Uh, what happened? I had a friend of mine, male, who I'd previously had uh, the word relations. I had relations with oh, previously. Yeah. And, then, and then he was dating, he ended up dating very seriously one of my friends. My yeah. um, we all had drinks at her house one night and her entire house was getting recarpeted the next day so there was no furniture apart from there was one double bed left. I ended up having to sleep in a double bed with my friend and her boyfriend who I'd previously been with. <laughs> session uh, for some of the promos and some of the things that we play on the station over the weekend. And then what we thought we might do is, um, well, take them out of context and really call people at random, using some of the phrases from the things that we've written for him and also some of his bloopers and what have you from the voiceover session. Nicely explained, Richard Ellis. Hear what happened. (laughs) And we open the cover fire. Okay, first off, I called respected journalist, broadcaster, newsman, also a huge footy guy. He'd love a call from Warwick County. Hello? 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 Hello?
Roy Kippert. Five. Just two an inch. All right, that's good stuff. What are you calling me for? At which point I hung up. I was young, I was nervous, I was new in the industry. I didn't want to make any enemies at all. So next up, TV legends, showbiz guy, gold lady winner, Mr. Don Lane. I was green. How about Molly Meldrum? Oh, yes, he loves a phone call. Hello. 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 Hi. Hello. Hi, this is Warwick Cappé. Warwick, how are you, mate? Remember me? I do. It's hard when you can talk quick. Remember. What? This is Warwick Cappé. I do. How are you? Just reminiscing about the 80s. All right. So where are you? What are you doing? It's funny how I get to remember. What? Yeah. What? Hi. <laughs> oh. Molly hung up for me. Doesn't want to reminisce? How about politics? Natasha Stott the Spoiler. Oh, we remember her. Hello. Hi, this is Warwick Cabot. Uh, yes. Hi. <laughs> remember me? How are you? Oh, it's the biggest thing in the footy field. You are well remembered, but mostly for the shorts. <laughs> Happy with that? <laughs> All right, that's good stuff. Can you tell me, like, why I'm getting a call? No, we can't. Let's move on. How about George Janikian? Great news, Rita. Wonderful Australian personality. You can talk quick. Remember. It's funny how you get that. Remember. I remember. Yeah. What are you up to? Just reminiscing about the 80s. Where are you at the moment? I was the biggest thing in the footy field. You certainly were. Gee, thanks the a lot. The swans, the helicopters, and the women. Right? In which order? How's that? <laughs> that good enough? That's pretty good, mate. All right, that's good stuff. What are you at the moment? Where are you? Okay, I'll, cut, I'll catch up again. No worries at all, mate. All the best. Hi. <laughs> Remember me? George Danikian was concerned. How about a living legend, a national treasure, singer-songwriter, James Rain? James Rain a huge fan. Very nervous. Hello? Hello? Hi. This is Warwick Kappa. Warwick Kappa? Uh, how are you going, Warwick? It's James Rain here. Just reminiscing about the 80s. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, my long, long nights. Right, yeah. I was the biggest thing in the footy field. Right. Remember me? Yeah. You happy with that? Yeah, yeah, sure. So what's, what's this about? Gee, thanks a lot. So what's, well, what's going on? Sorry? Good enough? Sorry? You happy with that? Yeah. All right, that's good stuff. Hello? I was the biggest thing in the footy field. <laughs> Yeah, I was flying around in pink helicopters and a bright pair of new colors for bros at the word of their feet. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, this is Warwick Kappa. Yeah, hello, Warwick. This is James Rain. What, uh, what can I do for you?